0: This is the Comic Bookies Podcast. This is not George W. Bush. This is Mike, Mark, and Sean from the Comic Bookies Podcast. But welcome in, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Another week of colliding the worlds of sports and comics. This week, we start with sports. we got the NFL. We have some UCL updates with scores and everything from group stages. And NASCAR finally reaches its end down in Phoenix. Over on the comic book side, like every single week, we discuss what books are coming out this week and what we are excited about what we've read the last few weeks. A few stories to talk about in the comic book and the video gaming world. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy this episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Let's go. We don't care if you vote red, we don't care if you vote blue, we don't care if you vote Green Party, Libertarian, whatever the hell, as long as you have a drink by your side and as long as you like to collide the world to sports and comics, welcome in everyone to the Comic Bookies Podcast.
1: Mark and Sean, how the hell are you? All is well, man. Happy Hump Day, Mike, Mark uh crazy the elections are still going on waiting for all the final votes i'm sure we're all glued to our tv trying to see who is going to be the next commander in chief but no things are good man can't complain how are you guys doing
2: oh, come on we gotta get we gotta get these votes counted come on how's this taking so long i'm the winner already man come on well you know what joe you are not the winner yet because we have my team of lawyers and we, <laughs> what's up comic <laughs> Wookiee brothers <laughs> try to do my best uh biden and trump impersonations didn't go too well but nonetheless here we are colliding the world of sports and comics again with my two brothers man crazy crazy we knew this was gonna happen couple states are uh keeping us uh hanging on to uh, you're biting our nails to see what's gonna happen next but nonetheless uh hopefully america stays safe Uh, We know there's probably going to be some type of uh, destruction, hate to say it, but, you know, protest or whatnot. Unfortunately, we want to say peaceful, but unfortunately, I think that something's going to happen once these true numbers come out. But I just pray for America. I pray for the well-being of uh, everybody in this great nation, guys, what have you, man. I mean, it's it's funny because
0: in all the elections leading up to this you know, we've had pretty much the winner, you know, Trump and Barack Obama, Bush, they've been announced like the night of. But 2020, again, reared its ugly head. And, you know, we have the mail-in ballots. So we have, what, five or six states that are still counting, you know, 200,000 ballots still, uh, you know, shoot almost uh, over 700,000 stone in Pennsylvania. So as you record on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, November 4th, it, you know, we don't have an answer. And you know what, I'm not even confident that by next Wednesday or Thursday when we record we're still going to get an answer
1: I hope but I don't know that's the way it's going man it's like little kids we talked about it in pre-production I mean if one's winning the other one's complaining about something if the other one takes the lead the other you know candidate's going to complain about something so it's definitely changed man like Mike said those elections when we were growing up it's kind of simple we vote and I know we find out who the president is we go about our business and All these extremists now, all these social issues, 2020 is definitely uh, leaving a stain, I think, on our lifetime, man. Uh, For this one year, you know, the way sports is affected, the way really just the world is affected, you know, our everyday lives. We're watching an election. The people who are supposed to be leading our country are acting like the most childish. So definitely lose a bad taste, I think, in all of our mouths. But, you know, it is what it is. Gotta kind of just take the punches, and people need to just sit back, relax, and listen to the Comic Bookies podcast, and get off of this TV, and don't even worry about all this childish stuff going on right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you
0: know, we have so many things in our life that politics bleed into, but we try our damnedest to not have politics bleed into our podcast. So, I mean, other than politics, other than the election, how was your guys' Halloween? Um, my daughter, she got to dress up as Supergirl, you know, she did, she got all... Tons of candy from, you know, hiding it around the neighborhood and stuff. So it was a good time, and now the countdown begins with hopefully a a safe Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, you know, hopefully we actually get that because certain states are urging us to not do anything. But, you know, that's not going to happen. But, yeah, hope everyone's safe out there. Um, Mark, Sean, how was your guys' Halloween?
2: It was cool, brother. I mean, Halloween's always Kind of something special in my life because it's my father's birthday. So, you know, celebrating with nice. him and just my birthday's obviously the week before. So is Sean. So October is always kind of a big month for us. And the only thing that kind of sucks usually is this damn daylight savings. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. we get that extra uh-huh. hour. <laughs> we get that extra hour of sleep, and which is cool, I guess, if you want to call it that. But It just makes it lighter and darker in different parts of the day and just kind of messes with my schedule more in the spring. But it is what it is. Weather is going to start getting cold, which I highly despise. These are the times I wish I could probably live in Miami at times so I can get like (laughs) some 70, 80 degree. I'll take the humidity better than 40 degree weather, man. But I love it.
0: I love it. I, oh, I love
2: God. you know it being,
0: too, it, it being too cold and I have to put a sweater on, but it's, it's you know it gets comfortable. Sometimes, of course, you know, thank God we don't live in like Minnesota where it's you know below zero. Can't complain too much. It doesn't get too too cold out here. Um, but man, I know I I love the fall. This is my favorite time of the year. You got the holiday season. You have. The, the leaves are changing unfortunately for my big ass tree in my front yard that doesn't you know bode well for my chores on the weekends every other week but you know but hey but my brother lives down in Arizona and he is complaining he's like what the hell I'm not used to this because this is like his first full year out there he's like football's on at, at 11 and two o'clock now you know like to where we to where we got you know still 10 o'clock and, and one what would you guys rather have would you rather have the 10 and one? With what we have now currently, or would you take the no daylight
1: savings and but have to you know a little bit later, eleven and two? Yeah. I like the ten and one, kind of what we grew up on. I mean, it's not actually too too early in the day. I mean, I think us three especially, we're not really like the most late sleeping in type of guys anyway. So a nice ten o'clock game's is good. Arizona's the only state that doesn't do daylight savings, right, Mike? I think it's um. I think it's Hawaii, and then certain parts –
0: it's like certain parts only of Arizona. Okay. So at least where my brother lives, I think in Mesa, I think. I think he – they do not recognize it.
2: Man, this is just like got me thinking like I'm like living in a Joshua Williamson hi-fi flash uh, uh, Mm book, you know, (laughs) with like what are these damn time – Warps and you know, all these different universes, timelines and whatnot time zones, like, geez, can we just stick to one damn time? I yeah. mean it's just I, I mean, I would hate to I don't know. I wouldn't like I don't know I would to me, it's just kind of weird eleven and two. we're so used to ten and one to have mm-hmm. eleven and two and what? like only one part of the country you say that's kind of odd to me, but and not even just one state in the country, you said, certain area of arizona which that's even more odd that's not even the whole state
0: yeah no i know it's kind of weird i guess it kind of helps hawaii because it sh- kind of shifts them one hour ahead so so instead of them being super super early they're not you know they're they at least get one hour of okay cool i don't have to wake up super early to watch my nfl you know so but uh speaking of nfl that's what we're going to talk about first this week let's get into it some storylines What do you guys want to jump into? We got some recent breaking news. You know, you have the 49ers putting even more players on the COVID list, not just uh, Bourne. I still think, Sean, you were telling us they're still going to get the game in, you know, as as long as like, you know, a lot of bunch of other players and staff members test negative uh, going into, you know, today and tomorrow. Um, But that's pretty much it. We had some really good games last week and some really good games coming up this week. What do you guys want to get into?
1: Well, I mean, adding to what you just said real quick, it all started with Green Bay also. I mean, I know they had the player test positive, whoever was at the facility. And that's one thing a lot of the NFL is really pushing for is just a close contact. Some of the players actually have gotten added, actually don't have COVID. They've tested negative. But then again, you don't know if they're going to maybe test positive within like the 14-day window or whatever it is. But yeah, the players who did get added today, the – Debo, who wasn't gonna play, Iu, Trent Williams, they were all just close contact players. So I think it's up to like seven total players between both teams tomorrow. And yeah, again, 2020, the life that we're living in right now, guys, is it's literally just like w- every week, it's which team's gonna get impacted. The Raiders had uh, Trent Brown, I think, two weeks ago. Now it's now it's our turn. And we'll see who gets <laughs> affected next week.
2: You mean Trent Brown back-to-back weeks, the poor guy? I mean, they must have hired – uh, there I go, San Diego again, the Chargers, well, Los Angeles. Week,
1: man. Jesus. That was sad. They hired that was the scary. team
2: doctor to, to that give him an IV, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, they let some air get in his bloodstream when they inserted the IV. And I actually asked uh, – marissa's dad like how that works and i mean he does ivs all the time and takes blood all the time so he goes yeah unless it was like just a kind of a oh crap type of thing that really shouldn't happen but it could definitely be very very dangerous though yeah the whole
0: thing the whole thing that happened with tyrod taylor i was talking to my sister-in-law and she says it happens more often than we think too so that's pretty crazy like we just it just gets blown up because it's an nfl starting quarterback so man
1: lost his job
0: (laughs) i know right um, so let's get into actually that game, Sean and Mark. The 49ers, they play tomorrow, uh, Thursday, the 5th. Right now, I'm looking at an over under 49 points and the Packers coming in. Uh, they're three and one on the road and they are favored by seven points. What's your guys's first thoughts on this game? Everyone, I, both those teams have a short week.
1: It's kind of one of those things where that's what you have to factor into. If you're on the gambling side, what do you guys say? I can see the Niners actually scoring more points than people think. Uh, like winning the game right now is kind of out the window, the way uh, the last game with Seattle ended, Garoppolo, Kittle, among many others that are hurt right now. But I think the standards obviously changed. I mean, we are obviously ain't going to be you no know, Super Bowl team. Might not even be a playoff team, the way things are going. But the playbook could still be open. There's still a decent skill set with some of the players they have. So... Yeah, I mean, maybe the plus-minus people take the Packers, but I think the over-under, I actually think I would take the over. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going under. A lot of the stars aren't playing, but that's kind of why I think the over might hit. Packers are going to score points, you know, A. Rodgers, Devontae, all those guys. But the Niners, I think
2: they'll actually be all right scoring some points tomorrow. Yeah, I think the I think this game, going back to that, I mean, obviously it was last year. They got that sour taste in their mouth, talking about Green Bay here. When the Niners really just held them in check, that whole game over here in Santa Clara. What, well, two, two games? they
0: got two games, playoff game, and Yeah, the
2: playoff game and, the playoff
0: game and the regular season game towards the end of the year. They freaking boat raced them both games.
2: Okay, I, for some reason, I don't have that memory. Do you remember the score of the first game? Was it as bad as the playoff game? Because the playoff game, I have the Packers in that game. So that's the problem. You always remember your losses, bro. So <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, I mean, I think that the Green Bay Packers are coming into this game now, especially with this news that they got. We got the Tart is actually questionable. Richie James is questionable. We all know Kittle is out. They're obviously you just the most, say a
1: whole team, Mark.
2: No, I mean that's not fair <laughs> to say. <laughs> it's crazy the injuries that you guys have had. Right, but it's tough, man. so who are they starting? for quarterback um, so well, I-
1: starting hasty in the backfield. Trent Taylor is our number one receiver tomorrow. Jordan Jeez. Reed will hopefully be activated and Ross Dwelly. We're on our third string center, second string left tackle. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be just fabulous. Just, you, you know,
0: know, I
1: think things, what do you, what can you do? It's really what yeah, it is, man.
0: I know, but I mean, with Kyle Shanahan, how the offense works and their bread and butter is the running game. And if they can do anything with who they have to plug and play, like what Dalvin Cook did for the for the Vikings last week, I can see them actually covering this game at home. You know, it's a short week. You never know how these teams are going to play. Usually it's kind of a it's either a crappy game or it's for super low scoring or it's a one sided affair on these Thursday night games. It's not very, you know, it's not a very uh, exciting game. But uh, but I can see if the Niners can can get the running game going, they can put some points up on the board and they can cover that touchdown spread
2: it's looking like the green bay packers mike aaron jones is questionable but i think he's probably gonna play and with the revenge on their mind and with you know with the i think it's a second year now right yeah it's a second year with uh Rogers and the new head coach over there his name's slipping my mind if LeFleur. you guys LaFleur. LaFleur. Lafleur, big cat Lafleur. We don't <laughs> fight fair. Big cat Lafleur. No man Rogers don't fight fair. Nah, but I think Rogers he's got the cover, guys. So you like the over, Sean? I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go with the with the Green Bay Packers in this game, man. I think just the injuries is gonna be too much to overcome with them being pissed over the. You know, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Seven points is a lot, yes, but. Mm, I just think that the Cheeseheads are going to be celebrating tomorrow night, unfortunately. Sorry, sorry, Sean. Ah, Can't really
1: apologize for that, man. I mean, if I'm picking a team, I'm probably going to think the Packers will win uh, tomorrow. I do like Mike's take, and I think the Niners, they might be able to cover. But I think my betting choice is probably just taking the over. I think they'll cover that 49, uh,
2: both teams. 10-4, 10-4. Let me ask you guys about this game coming up here, man. What do you guys think about the Seattle Seahawks? Although this game is not going to be in prime time, but it's kind of a nice one on the board here. Going to visit the Bills in Buffalo. Now you got the Buffalo Bills actually a home dog, plus three points, guys. Uh, You got Russ Wilson going east. You got him in colder conditions. Uh, We all know that the Buffalo Bills have – you know, they started off hot. They've been a little bit mediocre since then. But nonetheless, they're still, I think, probably the team to beat, obviously, in the East. But uh, what do you guys think about this game, man? It's going to be an early game for Russ going out East. We all know that their defense has been suspect at times. We got an over-under sitting at 55 points here. Like I said, you can get Seattle on the money line at 155. Buffalo Bills plus 135. What do you guys say on this game? I like that game a lot. And I'm uh, actually happy you really brought that game up, Mark, because
1: I think it's going to be a good challenge for Seattle. Obviously, Buffalo's been struggling a little bit. Um, they're still obviously one of the better teams, in my opinion, in the NFL. And I think it's just a good statement game for e- either team. Seattle obviously came up the home versus the Niners. We know they're one of the more superior teams, and Buffalo's, you know, they might be the new beast in the East in the AFC, and the Patriots definitely aren't looking that way anymore. So I think it's going to be just a good game for Buffalo to hopefully at home, you know, show them what they got. I mean, you're going against one of the best teams in football, not just the NFC. So, uh, man, it's hard to go against Russ, but I think this game Buffalo might be able to cover that home dog, man, especially going to Buffalo cross country. I'll take Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough because I don't want to go against Russell Wilson, but then it's also that whole stigma of the West Coast team traveling east. Playing the 10 a.m. start, Um, you know, Buffalo's, you know, they're no pushover, you know, three points. And like and like Seattle's coming in into a first place Buffalo and still favored by three points. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, for me to give a pick. Jesus, that's kind of hard. Like if I was gambling on this, I'd stay the hell away from this one. I would just kind of sit back and watch, you know, (laughs) two two first place teams, uh, you know, duke it out, man
2: that's that that's a tough call dude i mean and with that analysis mikey you might be a little bit right with your uh with your prognostication because i would say that maybe that line is a, you know plus three that's a pretty nice number i would think they would try to get you with that two and a half more but maybe it's three because i'm looking at a depth chart here and we got a couple of their players like norman that's questionable micah hyde he's questionable Josh Brown, he's questionable. TJ Yeldon, you know, but I mean, I don't I think that maybe this line could be a little bit reflective on what what players are gonna be playing or suiting up for them on Sunday for the Bills. But I mean, I think you would have to wait and see if some of these players are actually gonna be in or out to really make a pick. But I'm kinda with Sean, man. I if these players are playing, I mean and maybe even if one of them are not, I kinda do like the Bills at home. So hard to go against Russ, but I'll take the Bills, man. What other games do you guys see here on the board, man?
0: Oh, dude.
2: Pittsburgh, Chiefs. Dallas would have been nice. I mean, but well,
0: yeah, it would have been. Oh my but, god. I mean mm. but even if Dak Prescott was healthy, did, Dallas is just underperforming, dude. With the amount of with the amount of weapons that they have
2: Uh, But do they get their first cover of the season? Because as we know it, I believe they're 0-8. Against the spread this season, a horrific, a horrendous 0 8 for America's team, which I don't even know, guys. Can we even call them America's team anymore? I mean, that was something back in. Only the, Cowboys
0: fans. Only Cowboys fans call cool. the Cowboys America's team. Come no on. No one man. has in the last 15, 20 years, bro.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you <laughs> America's team, I'll tell you. <laughs> even though
0: I hate to say it, America's team is more the Patriots than they have been the Cowboys. Oh, 100%. And not, and, and yeah. not for obvious Patriot reasons, you know? Um, but you know what I'm going to say, bro? Come on. I've been sticking with Pittsburgh at least the last three, four weeks, and I know it's a two touchdown spread, but you know what? If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it, bro. I'm going Steelers. The Steelers are going to go into Dallas. You know, there's no weather to worry about. Um, yeah, dude, they're going to absolutely throttle them by at least
1: give me three touchdowns, three scores, 17 to 21 points. Especially with Dalton not playing, he's on the COVID list, and I uh, I seen what Danucci did the other night. The uh, oh Ricky my from God. I believe, Delaware, or wherever, I don't know where he's from, but he should go back because he looked atrocious. And
2: no, I yeah. believe actually he's from, um, isn't he from like Division Two
1: or something like that? He's a Division Two quarterback, but he, he ain't playing a no Division Two team come Sunday versus the uh, Pittsburgh number one uh number one team in the NFL record wise undefeated. And yeah, easily the best defense in football, which travels anywhere. So yeah, I definitely gotta agree with you there, Mike. Because we have Pittsburgh Blitzburg. Yeah,
2: how does go, that, go ahead, how does on, that even mind. happen, though? I mean, <laughs> how does that even happen? All it takes is that one guy in Ben Roethlisberger. We saw them last year. This dude comes back. He's like 37 years old, and geez, he's just he. I mean, man, well, how, these damn quarterbacks, I mean, if you can really find that damn Hall of Fame quarterback for your damn organization, it's just, you guys have mentioned, I mean, he, even on our poll for the Comic Bookies podcast at, on Instagram, at the Comic Bookies podcast, uh, we even mentioned that, you know, what's a better coach or who makes the bet the, the coach or the, t- or the, or the, or the, or the MVP player, you know, I think that, I mean, if you really look at it now, it's kind of, you really think about it's probably the player, right? I mean, Tomlin, he's been a pretty damn good coach in my opinion, but just to have Roethlisberger back and doing what he's doing, it's kind of, I mean, very, I mean, it's kind of, it just seems,
0: I mean, it just seems to me that Pittsburgh itself is like a good organization. They've, you know, for as long as I've been watching football they've at least been like in the hunt if not in first place in their division all the time you know they dude they've only had 3 coaches like in their whole organization or as mm-hmm. or as long you know back into the 60s and 70s so i mean it's just crazy so but don't you,
2: don't, don't you worry your 2014th uh 6th round pick in uh Gary Gilbert out of SMU i'm sure he'll uh follow he'll get the cowboys there to down in arlington
0: i don't know uh what one game I do want to talk about, Sunday Night Football, it's looking like one of the games of the week. New Orleans Saints visit Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, are we going to see another outcome like we did in week one where the Saints kind of sneaked out a, a, a win against Tampa Bay? Or are we going to see Tampa Bay covering a five-point spread? Do you have an over-under 51.5? What, um, what do you guys say?
1: Well, I think it's going to be a great game. We're going to have a couple receivers back in action and one suiting up after injury, Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown. Uh, Tampa's going to be a couple games into the season with a little bit more experience. Tom Brady gelling into that offense is going to give them, I think, the slight advantage. The defense is playing great. New Orleans, they're definitely a different team on the road. With that being said, I mean, Kamara's having a just – MVP-ish type season, and again, with Michael Thomas back, I think that offense can go right back to clicking the way they want it to be, but on the other hand, man, just that Tampa team, like, when you watch them, man, it's not just offense, a lot of these teams talk about, oh, good offense, good offense, but I mean, that Tampa defense, man, Devin White, Levante David, they're good, and I think that's going to be the difference here, Uh, I'm looking on Bovada right now, it's a four and a half point spread for Tampa, and... I think it will go over the 51 and a half total, and I think Tampa's is going to win the football game, and I think Antonio Brown will score a touchdown.
0: Be careful on that um, over under 51 and a half I'm seeing right here on the AccuWeather we have possible thunder and lightning storms. So um, if it's you know if it's not thunder and lightning, but if it's pissing down there, it Ground. might be a game. It, course, it might yeah. be like a 16 to 6 game like the Raiders and Browns last week. But Sean, let me ask you something, Mark. You're including this too, right now? Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the best team in the NFC?
2: I
1: don't know if they're the best team in the NFC yet, but I think they have the most potential. Obviously, I'm not looking at season-to-season potential, but this very season with what they have, I mean, Godwin's not even playing. You just added Antonio Brown. They have an established running game. Ronald Jones right now is not the Ronald Jones of old. Leonard Fournette, that boy's playing some damn good football too, and oh yeah, I got freaking Tom Brady slinging it to Brayton and Gronkowski and a great defense. I mean... Seattle is right there, I think. Just defensively, they might be a step, a couple of steps below Tampa. So, complete team wise, I think Tampa's there. Oh man, that's uh, yeah.
2: Mikey's going to hate it because I, I, th- I'm, I was one of the ones to call it, man. Tampa Bay and all three, uh, all three uh, champion, not champion. I think
1: a complete team. The you're most playing five hundred right now, Mark.
2: The most complete team in the
1: NFC is Tampa. Let me just say that. The most yep. complete team.
0: The only so, reason why the only reason why I go against Mark and the whole championship thing is we haven't had a year where the either one of the two Super Bowl teams has been playing a home game at their home stadium. And as we know, this year's Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. So kind of going with just that, you know, yeah. just, just, just based off of that. I don't care if they're like by, you know, without a doubt, the best team in the league. They are not making the Super Bowl just based off of that. I think the closest we ever had, I think, were the 49ers played at Stanford, I think, one of their Super Bowls, or like really close to get back in the, the Bay Broncos, Area.
1: Broncos, I want to say, or it was one of them. Broncos the are,
0: or Bengals or one. Yeah, one of those <laughs> ones. So, I mean, just strictly based off of that, doing no research and having like no opinion, you know, based off of offensive and defensive, uh, you know, personnel, I'm just
2: going to say that. Let me ask you are, are any teams from the NFC going to make the Super Bowl, the NFC East? Let me ask you a question again. Are any team from the NFC East going to make the Super Bowl? Hell no. Thank yeah. you. In the NFC North, you got one team that's liable to contend to the Super Bowl. That's the Packers. Okay. And the NFC They're South. They're not going to the Super
1: Bowl either. I can tell you that. They're not going to the Super Bowl either.
2: Okay. So the Packers aren't going to the Super Bowl. So no we going already to got, Bowl in either. Okay, so, so we Super got. Bowl. So you guys are saying that we got two, 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 uh, the, the East and the North that aren't making the Super Bowl. It's going to be South. Seattle or Tampa. I'll save you okay. time. It's Seattle or Tampa. Oh, OK, time. so Mike just Mike just said that there's no damn way that Tampa Bay can make the Super Bowl. But Sean is just saying Sean just said that freaking it's between I two teams. That,
1: and that's my and that's my opinion. <laughs> that's, that's, that's obviously my opinion. I mean, yes, there's like the cliche. Oh, it's a home team playing at home. But then again, you're playing in empty
2: stadiums. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, it is your opinion. But I mean, in my opinion, dude, I see the Packers, the Saints. Maybe the Rams and maybe the C, you know. Oh, you did like I don't change. say the Rams. You, you lying about the Rams. I'm not lying about the Rams. They're the only other viable team other than the Seahawks and the, maybe the the Saints, the Packers, the Rams, maybe the Cardinals. But I mean, like you said, Buccaneers. See, I mean, I don't see too many teams really, really once Tom Brady gets gelling. AB, like you mentioned, Sean. I don't really see too many, too many teams that can hold this team back, especially if they get home field advantage, knowing what's at stake to play. We saw how close Minnesota was a couple years ago, you know, or was it Minnesota when they were about to play in their brand new stadium, I believe, and then uh, and it was or whatever. Uh, yeah, and dude, mm-hmm. I mean for Seattle. History history's yeah. made to happen. You know, I I think it's going to happen. It could be this year. I mean, just look around. There ain't too many teams. That's that's better than them. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I I think I picked New Orleans in our first
0: episode of this season's, you know, the NFL preview. So I'm sticking with my New Orleans Saints to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But no, I, I definitely see what you're saying. For me, it's three serious teams making the Super Bowl, Seattle, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. I don't put Green Bay in that in that echelon just yet. They have two, you know, they have injuries like with Aaron Jones, who knows if he's going to stay healthy. Devontae Adams has already been injured this year, you know, like these older quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. They've been doing a really good job later in their career of kind of avoiding contact, whereas (laughs) Mr. Big Ben is still taking hits left and right. But they're, you know, lo and behold, they're undefeated. So he's the outlier. But yeah, I see those teams making the playoffs. I think the lack of defense in Seattle is a detriment to their team. So I think that they're going to maybe make it to the NFC
1: Championship, but I don't see them in the Super Bowl. Not to drag on this real quick, but now let's look at this one real, real quick.
2: Hold on. Before you do that real quick, Sean, let me just give you this real quick. The Buccaneers are the favorites to win the NFC Championship at two and a half to one. And they're third favorites to win the Super Bowl only behind the Kansas City Chief and the Pittsburgh Steelers at five and a half to one. They were 12 to one to begin the season. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. That actually
1: goes right into what I was going to say. With that dominating defense and the way the offense moves the ball with all those weapons, let's be honest, Pittsburgh or Kansas City, and, and I mean that, I mean
2: maybe Pittsburgh, bro. The you way you know what
1: that defense is nice, and if they are hosting at Heinz Field, man.
2: I don't know. They are good. They're going to need Devin Bush back. I mean, oh, or yeah. actually, they're not. No. He's done. You're right. He had that torn ACL. Hey, he's the done. replacement
1: had a pick six the other day. That boy's good, too, man. Is he the yeah. white? Boy?
2: Yeah. No,
0: he was, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. pretty good. I mean, but, I mean, Kansas, Kansas State, to me, is that wild card team that can – you, you know if they're going back and forth if it's kind of a low scoring game they can be that team to just all of a sudden put up 21 points in a matter of like six minutes at on the clock time. you know what i'm saying at any time they can a, a two-play drive and then get a uh you know a turnover and then put together a three four play drive and boom you're already down 14 points
2: that's why i would still stick with kansas city the problem is this it seemed like couple seasons ago what it was the nfc that was kind of dominant over the afc but this year i feel like the afc is the one that's wide open you got the bills even the dolphins that are contending you got the ravens you got the steelers you got the browns they're not going to do much but they might make the playoffs you got the colts that are doing good tennessee's gonna be right there you can, Kansas say, it. City. You can say it you got the raiders doing good i mean i was coming to them but i mean it seemed like the NFC was the one that was doing damn good a couple years ago. Philly was good. Dallas was decent. Green Bay, Minnesota was balling. New Orleans, you know, Atlanta, uh, Seattle, San Francisco. And it's just turned. It's kind of turned to the AFC now. So we'll see, man. Uh, it's halfway through, right? We're halfway through. Yep, halfway through. So give us, so fellas, give me your guys' locks of the
0: week. Uh, pick one game that you're super confident in that you would be willing to drop a paycheck on.
2: Oh, uh,
0: wow. Uh, and for me, for for me right here, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in and, and I'll go first. I am looking at this Dolphins and Cardinals game. Um, Dude, I was just the, looking at that. That's the crazy. Dolphins, you know, they all they always play a really tough game down in. In Florida, it just seems that every team, no matter if they're undefeated or if they're, you know, winless, they go in there, and they might not win every time, but, man, they sure do cover the spread. They make it an interesting game, and sure enough, they had, like, less passing yard. They had, like, under 100 passing yards or whatever, and they found a way to win. You know, they had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They had a punt return for a, t- or a kickoff. They had a special teams touchdown, and they absolutely – they made it a game late, but at one point, they're up 28-7 to on the Rams, you know, and the Rams are a playoff team for sure. So I – I'm going to take the Cardinals at home coming off of a bye week to only cover a four and a half
1: point spread in Kyler
0: Murray. Dude, that's my them.
1: lock of the week. They're going to pound them. I will copy and paste that. Arizona is going to pound them by at least 10. At least 10.
2: So that's your lock of the week, too, Sean? Oh, Sean, yeah. you got to give a different game. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just because. Uh, just because they are a team that. I think people still uh, hold out hope because of the weapons on their team. I think Atlanta's going to beat Denver at home. I think Mm -hmm. three-and-a-half point spread. I think Atlanta, they still have some quality players with Julio Jones. Todd Gurley's actually playing
2: all right. I think they're going to win at home this week. That sure would help our Raiders, for sure. That's amazing that you said that, too, Sean, because I was almost rolling with that one as well, too. I saw that, and that's another one of those classic games is, you know, they had – Drew Locke had that high of coming back, getting all those penalties on that last drive, right? I think it was like one second left, and they punched it in to win it, and of course the extra kick. But they coming off that high, kind of like the Raiders, and I can also see Atlanta uh, covering that spread. But for the sake of going with another game, I think that I don't want to go here, man. I really don't want to go here, but. Is New England really losing for Lawrence, guys? Uh, are they losing for Lawrence? No, they are I don't, gonna lose more I don't games think than so. The Jets. So I shouldn't take the Jets at plus seven and a half? Oh, you can take them, but it isn't. I, sh- I shouldn't take the Jets at plus seven and a
1: half? I'll give you an honorable mention.
0: Um, Tennessee, they go into Cincinnati and lose. I think they're a lot better than that. And I think that the Bears are super overrated. So the Titans are a six-point favorite at home. I see the Titans winning by at least a touchdown over the oh, very overrated 5-3 and three Chicago Bears. I, can, I, I see them continuing to struggle on offense. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I may even take the under on the 46.5. But
2: I do see the Titans covering a six-point spread. And keep your eye on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they suck. Houston, I I had them. That was like my game of the year when they fired their coach and they played Jacksonville at home. Now they're in Jacksonville. It's going to be a little bit humid over there. Uh, I just don't think that Houston is as good as – you know obviously they're not as good as we know they are but uh I'm not saying it's a lock (laughs) or nothing but look at Jacksonville maybe Sunday morning see how that line moves guys another game that's fishy as hell why are the Ravens only giving two to the Indianapolis Colts I don't know but uh because people don't believe in
0: Lamar Jackson
2: well they're catching up to him right
0: yeah, I mean, the in the two games that he's really struggled have been against two really good teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He just absolutely dominates these subpar teams. So when you have a Colts defense that's pretty good, they're three and zero at home, five and two overall. That's probably why I might I I I might go with you, or if, if you were going to go Ravens minus two, minus two and a half, but that's probably why the spread is so low.
2: And with Lamar Jackson playing in a dome, mm, I kind of like the Colts here, man. That line's just way too fishy, but we'll see. And who was the wide receiver? Was that Hollywood
0: Brown? Was he? Uh, Marquise. He, he was. Um. He said some stuff. Was it on Twitter or whatever? You know. What he um, say? What he say? He, he was complaining about the football. He, was, he wants a football. He wants the football. So, I mean, he, he had to know what he was getting himself into with Lamar Jackson being a, a running quarterback, but you know, so. But that all sounds like a good slate of games to start our morning at 10 o'clock, not at 11 o'clock. So let's get into some Champions League games. So we're still in the group stage. God damn, my Manchester United uh, Red Devils, they lose to some Istanbul team today in group stage. Um, it's, how you is know. that
2: possible, Mike? How, how is that even possible?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But what do you guys think so far in the first uh, – how far are we in the group stage? Are we still – we're already in the second leg or are we still in the first leg?
2: Like three games in, I think, two or three. We're two I... games into the group stage. Uh, each team plays at home, I believe. So we what six we got games. Four, yeah, yeah, we got four more to go. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool pound in the Portuguese national, Diogo Jota. Keeps yes. another what six goals for Liverpool in uh what six games or something like that? I mean not even right. like he is hell this, this dude, I mean they're even like I heard there was like a I mean I didn't hear obviously because I can't hear what they're talking about in Northwest England, but. Uh, I saw through social media and whatnot that there's been a little bit, I don't even know if it's tension, but it's kind of just a little bit of questioning, like, man, this dude is just balling over Firmino. Like what has Firmino been doing? Like they brought this dude in and man, that was, I don't know who initiated that trade or that pickup or that signing, but Klopp, more power to you because they put a beating on Atalanta, Italy's, uh, one of Italy's finest on Tuesday, a five to zero win, and uh, I'm kind of happy where they at because I was just talking a bunch of shit about them now. They can't really perform like they used to a couple weeks ago or seasons ago, scoring three, four goals a game. And man, with their leader, their captain, one of their captains out in Van Dyke for the season, uh, they kind of put it together in that Champions League. Let's see what uh, what they do going forward here, guys. Yeah, I think
0: Manchester United is super fortunate that they put together two wins in the first two games against the two better teams in Le- in Leipzig and PSG, and they have a plus five goal differential. So I think that's going to help them if they're going to end up, you know, in second or third place, but off of goal differential, I think it's going to help them out. I think they, you know, of course they should, you know, go three and oh in this first, you know, leg around, but
2: uh, those Wars first the- two
0: games, they were fortunate.
2: Barcelona gets over Dynamo Kiev, the Ukrainian team, 2-1. We got Lazio beating uh, Zen, uh, I'm not sure, but 1-1. Zenit,
0: Zenit St. Petersburg. Mm
2: -hmm. Chelsea with your guy Timo Werner with two goals, a penalty in the 10th, the 41th minute, two penalties for Timo. They beat Rennes, uh, I believe that's that French team. I mean, Allend, what can you say about him, bro? Jesus, for Dortmund, 3-0 win over uh, Bruges, uh, I, I don't know where they're from. Sean, maybe? Not sure, actually. Not sure. That was, uh, might be, uh, Hazard, it might be Belgium. Hazard. I was
1: just going to say that. I think that might be Belgium.
2: So we got uh, Hazard also with the goal for Dortmund, which uh, is um, our guy Polistics replacement, I believe. Juve with a huge win, 4-1 to one against, uh, I believe, that German team, Fürth, I Man, ESPN just gives me the damn, like, whatever. It looks like a stock ticker symbol, F-E-R-E, whatever they are. PSG gets the loss. I know exactly who they are to Leipzig and uh, Di Maria with the goal, but that's not enough. They got a red card, and uh, yeah, they get the loss. Sevilla, I don't know, guys. I think that these groups, I just... I don't know. What do you guys think, man? I think that Manchester City still has a chance of getting out of their group, even with this loss. I think that uh, Liverpool, obviously, is probably going to get out of theirs. I like to see the English teams kind of make it through sometimes. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think the big thing you got to look
1: at is a team like Barcelona. Still one of those household names, brand names, but they're off to the worst start. I think it's like 30 or 40 years. They're in 12th place right now in the Spanish league. And even a 2-1 win that they just recently had, a 2-1 win versus Kiev, that's not Barcelona-like. You know, we're used to them going out, getting these dominating performances, but when you see the team, I mean, they haven't really added too many players. They've done nothing but really lose players. They signed Griezmann, who hasn't really done much of anything for them. There's still some really good talent here, and that's the problem. They got Pjanic, who came from Juve, great player. Messi's still Messi. But, like, when you really, really look at Barcelona, they're starting Dest. The young American that came from, uh, was it Ajax? I can't think where it was from. But that just says something, you know. Instead of going out, going to make this monster signing, like, they're starting, you know, a younger American is, like, Come on now. When did you ever think a young American is gonna be starting for Barcelona? Really, they're just not the team we, you know, we're not used to seeing right now. Just seeing this two one win. Yeah, they won, but it's like they're not where they're supposed to be. And I, I think they're just they're in a spiral going backwards, man. I'm telling you. And yes, it's you no know, no cap soccer. They can go and buy somebody and get right back to where they want to be. But I think they're going in the wrong direction. That's one team that I mean. They might get out of the group stage, but I don't see them going far in this tournament at all.
2: And I take that back. They've actually played three games in the Champions League so far. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they, I think they finished up like the first leg of playing everyone the first round, little round robin.
2: Correct. And uh, Mike, I know you'll be happy to say, see that Manchester United is actually in the transfer spot there, sitting at the top of their group. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like I said, you know, having that plus five in the goal differential is going to be huge for them. You know, going into if, if they have another slip up game and they're going to end up in third place, but they're going to get into
2: second place off goal differential. That's where it's that's where it comes into play. So and I hope I, I mean, I feel like in Group B, guys, just probably one of the only ones that I can really see uh making or group D and B with uh, Group A. You got Bayern and Atletico at the top. They're probably going to advance Group B. You got Borussia. I can't even pronounce that. And shock. Wow. At the top. But then you got Real Madrid and Inter at three and four. I can see that group getting kind of crazy when it comes down to, to to it. You know, Group C with Manchester City and Porto uh, up ahead of Olympiacos and Marseille. I can see them advancing. And then the group that my group that my team's in Liverpool with Ajax and Atla- Atalanta, I can actually see Atalanta. Uh, competing with Ajax for that second transfer spot. Sevilla and Chelsea in Group E, I can see them advancing. Borussia and Lazio, I can see them advancing, so not much to say in Group F. Barcelona and Juve in Group G, I can see them advancing, not much to say there. And in Group H, Mikey, your group, I can still actually see a little bit of a mix-up there with Manchester, Leipzig, and uh, PSG.
1: Yep.
0: So everyone, over the next few weeks, that second leg of the round robin is going to happen. So enjoy those games. Um, so yeah, so let's end sports with man. This is the last podcast of the year for NASCAR. We've been talking about it. We had a little bit of a you know break from COVID, but this has been the sport where we can consistently, ever since I think it was one of the first sports that came back. You know with UFC and everything. So let's get into it. The final four, the championship race from ISM Phoenix Raceway, Joey Logano. Danny Hamlin by the skin of his teeth, Chase Elliott, who won the frickin' race and kicked Kevin Harvick out, and the other Penske driver, Brad Keselowski. How do you boys think that this race is going to play out on this short track in Phoenix?
1: Uh, you already know what I feel. It's a championship race, uh, and your
0: boy and your boy Chase Elliott is on the pole. If you did not and know, and my that. boy's on, on the
1: pole. pole. You know what? It, it, he's had a great season. I know he had a couple uh, streaks. Better where recount he that
2: pole, bro. You better recount it. I don't believe he. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I like that. I, don't I like believe that. Believe he's he's, he's don't extra ballots. <laughs> I don't believe that pole. They better recount it.
1: But but no, the, I, I
0: think that, Chase. That's the P O L E, not the P O L L. You seen mm-hmm. that? Yeah, no, I, 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 don't know if you want to mix that up like someone else we know, but yeah, no.
2: P O L E D J T. Dude, that was I the like, best. Uh, I like
1: Chase, man. I mean, he, I think last week showed a lot. He needed to win. He went out and got a win. Simple as that. Not much to it. He has a couple wins throughout the season. He's had some streaks where he's been just purely dominant. So I'm just gonna go Chase. Not don't need to say any stats. It's Phoenix, a short track. I think Chase with the pole is going to have a good advantage. I think he's going to win the race.
2: Oh, that was beautiful. I love to see what Chase did last week in Martinsville to get that win to propel him to the championship, man. It, I mean, it wasn't as exciting as when Joey Logano did it over Truex Jr. to get into the championship waste and event waste to get into <laughs> to get into the championship race and eventually win it down there in Miami Homestead Speedway, but I mean, you see the obstacles chase had to come he thought that they had a penalty when his when his jack man came off the wall too early that was scary
0: that was scary i mean he
2: got back you and i mean this dude he just his car obviously was fast because you can't do that without a without a rocket ship but sometimes i think how jimmy johnson won so many of his championships and all his races i in a way sometimes i think it's like mental and how many balls to the wall and how many I mean how much heart he really got to push that damn machine because at the end of the day I mean especially with older drivers I mean I don't know how much you can say that because I mean Bush is really getting up in age now when we got Harvick obviously nine wins this year but we know that when you're younger you have no fear right so Chase Elliott's still around in his mid-20s so I don't know if it was that no fear factor playing into that race but man that boy surely got it done I know I remember saying that I believe Chase could get in and have – I mean the, I can't believe we haven't talked about Harvick not getting in yet. How – I mean if you guys have any that's opinion just, on that, that's I want to – That's just freaking insane how he would well, – he finished
0: second place in the first race of the, of the final eight and then he just kind of crapped the bed in the, in the final two races, dude. I, it's, it's just course. so insane. It was just a, such a lock going week and week out, you know. Nine wins on the season. When we season. looked at Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, was like, oh, so who's going to take the third and the fourth spot? You know, it was a foregone conclusion with those two. And now that's not happening, dude. Totally, total mind blown. And it's all on Chase Elliott. So I'm, uh, you know what? But I'm happy that happened because, like you, like we were texting Mark, it's good to see all three manufacturers being represented. So because now a Chevy's in there, you got two Fords, and you have the one
2: eh, Toyota. But yeah. And if, <laughs> I'm glad and that all three are represented. If if Chase Elliott wouldn't have gotten in or wouldn't have gotten the win, uh I believe Harvick would have been in actually, right?
0: Yeah, and then and then you saw unless I it was I, Truex. If Truex, Tr- Truex and Chase were in the same, uh you know, camp Broke, to where it's yeah. like if they won, then it would have been like Brad
2: Keselowski. Then he, then w- he would have he got booted. But if Truex would have won, I don't think it would have kicked out. I don't think it would have kicked out Harvick. Be, or it would have. No, it would have because Harvick had the
0: performance that he had. So yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If he needed Truex or Chase to not win, he needed somebody else to win. And did you see that? I, I don't know if I sent you guys the video, but did you see the radio of um of uh, of Eric Jones? He had the car to pass him to pass Denny Hamlin and his radio, don't pass him Jones don't pass him what would you guys have done in that instance you pretty much got fired from Joe Gibbs racing you're not going to be in the 20 next year you got booted and then all of a sudden your teammate for the final you know for the second to last race he needs to stay once you know slot ahead of you would you have said screw it I'm going to try to get the best you know finishes I can and screw him like I'm not gonna you know I'm kind of no longer team loyal because after this next race this weekend in phoenix i'm not on the team anymore like i don't know man like where the mentality you get, where, do
2: you, where, where do you get that take from mike because i didn't even think about that that's crazy i mean damn he's not gonna be on the team you're right he could have been like damn but Screw he's not you, going
0: Denny. yeah it's, it's he, crazy he won by one damn spot and if it, he was the one who passed him up at any time during the race and finished one spot ahead then it would have been hamlin out and Harvick and, in. and so,
2: Harvick
1: so we and would have
0: had the same type of conversation to where we were like one of the two foregone conclusion dudes to make the final four
2: would have been eliminated. And wasn't it and wasn't it Truex I believe that was right behind uh uh wasn't Truex right behind eric Jones as well on the track they were both holding up every single car behind them so yeah. no one because it wasn't just it wasn't just Jones or Truex it was if any car any yes. position got ahead of De- Hamlin yeah. on the track. Yes. That Harvick was in. So you just had you just got uh, Jones and Truex just, you know, hunkered down Jose Marino style, parking the bus behind Park the bus, that, parking the, the bus behind that FedEx car. So yeah. no one would pass them. I mean, it was a dude. I love sports and I love this. damn, I love this sport. I love NASCAR. And this is why. I mean, you see yeah. this. I mean, a dude that had 95 playoff points, the most five points per win, nine wins he doesn't get in like you said foregone conclusion and he is not in and here we go he that's his best track phoenix international I know. Yeah, like,
0: that's the first thing i thought of was like dude he's got nine wins there all time he he probably would have won like i'm just saying that just based off of the you know h- history but man truex with that loose wheel he was in the top 3 the whole race and they had that loose wheel and he was back in the you know in the tens and the teens for the rest of the race. So Denny Hamlin gets very, very lucky with having two of his teammates right there.
2: And then you see Harvick trying to spin. <laughs> he dumped freaking Bush. Kyle Bush. The Hail Mary. And Bush just gives him the finger and just does the good old 360 see, dude, yeah. I love it I love it, dude. <laughs> and then he what tries and, and, and then you see Harvick trying to like put it in reverse because he's is... spinning. What else is Harvick going to do at that point? At that point, they've been racing together for years. They've been in the sport for years. Bush knows what's up. You know, Bush isn't in the playoffs. Bush isn't contending for nothing. Bush isn't contending for the win. Harvick just comes in like, I'm just going to clip you. (laughs) Dude, it was great, dude. I love it. And it was just so
0: funny. Just like so defeated. You know, like Harvick has to reverse over the checkered (laughs) – over the start-finish line. And then he's just – and his whole back end is just effed up and is all on fire (laughs) and shit. <laughs> like talk about Bush, your like talk about your season going up in flames literally.
2: But what? But what if it? uh But what? But what if it would have worked for Harvick, dude? I oh mean, my what God. if it would
0: have worked like it did? Bush would have been pissed. Hamlin, his teammate, would have been freaking pissed. Oh man, because the tiebreaker was going to Harvick, so it, and then, if they would tie, that then, then they would have gone to Harvick. Yeah.
2: And then I had a question from a non NASCAR fan that just happened to be watching it with me that afternoon. And the question was, the question to me was, so what happens now? Who pays for that car? I mean, obviously, it was so damn intentional. I mean, blatantly. How, I mean, does the other team have to pay like Joe Gibbs for the, I mean, obviously, Kyle didn't wreck, but say Kyle would have wrecked, you know, who pays for like this, does, this does freaking Stewart, does, does, does Tony Stewart come out of pocket like here, Joe <laughs> Gibbs, like here's a little yeah. bit of money for sorry for that obviously know. it doesn't work that way unfortunately racing racing and uh i'm sure they understood but yeah let's get
0: into the race though the actual championship four so kind of just sticking to the final four as you know assuming that they're going to be the top four to either finish or at least one of them is going to win um you have over the last seven races so since to the 2017 season like all of these guys have you know they each have a dnf except for Keslowski, you know um Keslowski actually if he wins on Sunday it'll be his first ever win at Phoenix he's never won there Um, also with Chase Elliott but I think Logano has two wins there Hamlin has a win or two or something like that so it's going to be very very interesting like what do you guys think is going to happen as far as you know who takes the championship
1: well I think what you just said kind of hits it on the head. Hamlin has two wins. Logano has two wins. There's a reason why they're in the final four. But looking at someone like Chase, man, I think it just goes back to the confidence he has. He's had a great season for this race, Mark. Is it just straight up? Whoever wins the race is a champion.
0: No, just who just who finishes ahead of like who finishes ahead of the other three. So you don't have to win the
2: races race ahead. OK, it's going to yeah. be who wins the race, though, unless yeah. Harvick's that pissed off and brings the best <laughs> car to <laughs> phoenix yeah. and just somehow just says f you guys i didn't get in but i went in this race but other yeah. than harvick winning this race i honestly i mean honestly that's one thing i didn't even bring up that's one of the craziest things that i believe about this race is other than harvick i think that you got literally the fo- other than harvick and truex you probably got the four best four, guys either. that you can have on this track that's what i was thinking right now yeah who won yeah. Phoenix? Who won Phoenix in the spring? Logano. Who wants that car, that short track car, that one at Martinsville, or that one I believe was it the first Martinsville or the Loudoun? Or how good has Kislowski been with that short track car that he's been bra- bragging about From Team Penske that he has not wrecked yet, so that's the one that's going to Phoenix. So we know Kozlowski's bringing his badass car. We know Logano's badass there. I don't even know how many wins Hamlin has there, but I know it's a couple. And Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott, that two for Hamlin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Chase Elliott ain't no slouch at Phoenix either. Let me tell you that. That boy will cut down on that dog leg, and he gonna get him. That number nine, he gonna get him, and he's got the momentum going. The only difference is that Logano he won that first race in Kansas holding off Harvick. Now think about that, guys. Think about that for Harvick. He was so close to winning that race in Kansas to get him automatically into the championship four. He didn't do it because of what? Logano's spotter, TJ Majors, the best in the business, in my opinion. The old Dale Earnhardt Jr. spotter that got him those two Daytona 500 victories. You know, the dude knows how to spot. And what was Logano doing? He was blocking, not racing. The dude was taking the air off of Harvick's car left and right. Harvick couldn't do anything for 40 laps. And, dude, that's what got Logano in, and eventually that's what got Harvick out. But, dude, this race, it's going to be damn, damn good. Ah, it's almost impossible for me to pick a winner. If I was picking a winner, I'm going to go with my racer, Logano. These odds are so say, tight. On, yeah, I was
0: like you yeah as you should, you should not not pick Logano. I mean,
2: bro, these odds are tight. You got Chase 2 plus 240, Denny Hamlin plus 240, Logano plus 260, and then Kozlowski at 3-1. to one. They're all like pretty much right there. I mean, take take Kozlowski take for the value with that great short track car that he's bringing mm-hmm. there, you know? But, geez, it's crazy.
0: So uh, assuming that Mark's going to take Joy Logano and – Sean's going to take Chase Elliott. I'm going to be the uh, party pooper, and I'm going to take the Joe Gibbs racing car. I'm going to take Denny Hamlin to win this race. And I, that don't, act- I don't want to say that, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that Denny Hamlin wins the race and wins the championship. And Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. It'll be his first ever championship.
2: And after all the heartbreaks that he's had, right, after all the heartbreaks yeah. that he's had, what better way to put a season together – being the second best driver in the sport with the second most wins next to Harvick. And what better way to end this season knowing that you're starting next season as a partial team owner with the Michael Jordan in the twenty three car man. I mean didn't he start the season
0: with a Daytona five hundred win too?
2: His second. Yep. Second in the start with the
0: win, end with the win and that's who I would pick. I don't want that to happen. If I were to pick who I want to, just because Joy Logano has a championship a few years ago, I want Chase my boy kyle larson's future teammate to win the championship
2: i like and, that mike and, i like and, that and how devastating would that be for Hamlin if chase wins Jeez, oh, you'll have know. chase with one because with one and logano with one and hamlin's still sitting there the oldest of the bunch at i believe 39 years old still waiting for his oh my god
0: that's crazy that's crazy so everyone enjoy the championship race tune in this sunday um, that's it for the comic, I mean, comic books. <clears throat> that's it for the sports, and now on to the comic books. But first, this episode of the Comic Bookies podcast is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today was New Comic Book Day, so go out and get your pull list together. Go grab your pull list, especially if you got some weeks, like three, four weeks, you got those books piled up. Man, go over there, buy your books, and go hit up Alex. He'll get you, he'll put together your pull list for you, and he'll get your books any way you want them to. So, we're going to start the comic book section off as we always do with new books that have come out today, New Comic Book Day. Over on the DC side, we have Batman 102. On the black label side, Hellblazer Rise and Fall 2, Deceased, Dead Planet number 5 of 7, Young Justice number 20. And Mark, we have another, um, like a one shot story from your girl Lauren Miracle. We have Victor and Nora, so nice little Mr. Freeze story. And Marvel. I was told by Alex at Treasure Island Comics that they kind of took the summer off, so they're going to start getting a lot more books put together come the fall and winter time uh, to end this year. But we have Black Widow, number three, The Rise of Ultra – sorry, The Rise of Ultraman, number three, Star Wars, number eight, for me and you, Sean, Thor, number nine, and for all three of us, X-Men 14. On the image side, we have a new – brand new story coming out and starting crossover, number one, and for Mark, That Texas Blood, number five, Dark Horse – for me and Mark, Spy Island number three, and Mark for you, you picked up today Cold Dead Hands number one from Source Point Press. That is to, you know, just to highlight a few of the books coming out. But gentlemen, what did you like that you read last week and what are you looking forward to this upcoming
1: week? I think a fun book was uh, Strange Academy. I mean, Mike and I, we both love that book. A lot of potential with that book. It was interesting because it started off with the characters uh kind of new to the story the hollows so you Mm kind of get a bit of okay like who are these guys what impact are they gonna have and then throughout the whole book is actually like the kids and they're really just playing tag like door tag (laughs) door tag from place to place and we even had a little spider-man sighting which i think was awesome Mm mm-hmm and then they ended up in uh Oh my God! Uh, Doctor Strange is yeah. Little Doctor Strange uh addict like, so that was awesome. Yeah. but yeah. one of the kids unfortunately ended up where the hollows were, and that's how it, uh ended the story. So it's definitely a perfect setup for the next uh issue. Very very excited for that.
0: Um, Sean, would you agree that Strange Academy it, it sort of looks it starts every issue with like who's going to be involved in the story, kind of like X Men, but unlike X Men. For me, even though I don't know a lot of these characters, you know, you have an, 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 um, um, fuck, what's it called? The, um, like, what's Loki? Frost Giants or whatever? Uh, Oh, uh,
1: uh, uh.
0: Frost Giants, right?
1: Yes, that's been the first one, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Loki, he's a descendant of the Frost Giants. Yes, yes, the blue ones. um, Yeah. So you have like a frost giant, you have, you know, a descendant from hell, you have two kids from Asgard and stuff. So it's for me, it's a lot easier to follow than X-Men, even though there's a lot of characters that I don't
1: recognize. It's really cool. I'm enjoying this uh this series so far uh, a lot. I agree with that. And I actually really like that, how they have kids from all these different places. And they actually like kind of visit those places like in the most recent issue when they're playing tag. They did actually go to Asgard. <laughs> yeah. So, no it's like you said, you know, characters we're not really too familiar with certain ones, but you could definitely relate just because, you know, we've watched all the MCU movies, and we're familiar with, you know, the different characters, where they're from, and all these characters are really just taken from all these different uh, movies, basically. Your Asgard's, uh, your are Frost Giants, so it's definitely going to be exciting, and like I said, man, I'm really, really interested in how the haul is going to Basically, making an impact, some sort of villain, or just we'll see.
2: I'm excited, guys, for a couple books coming out. Um, Mike, my we'll cut this shit out, but uh, I noticed like when you ask us, you're like, Are you excited? Like, let me know, like, books that you're coming forward It's it's just kind of like a so you're not discussion. tripping. I don't care if you, if you jump around. It's just
0: comic book talk okay. for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I don't Cause care. Because
2: I always feel kind of like random because you guys talked about shit that you liked, and then I come back to shit that is coming out like this week again. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. again, I also want to talk about stuff that I like. But for some reason, I think I, I'd like to talk about that at the end. I don't know. It's weird. No, it's, it's, it's just kind of like just throw a book out, whether you read it or whether you're
0: going to read it, and then we'll just kind of discuss. It's
2: fine. I don't care. Cause I noticed me and you kind of start talking about like detective and undiscovered country. We usually talk about that shit at the end, but whatever. I picked up another book guys from aftershock, man. I don't know if it was because of miles to go or if it was just, it it caught my uh, attention. Probably. Obviously it was because of the whole political stuff going on now, but I picked up red Atlantis, man. It's a new book that came out today. November 4th by Aftershock Publisher. It's written by Stephanie Phillips and Robert Carey. And it's, uh you know, it's kind of just about uh, espionage with U.S. and Russia and whatnot. So I saw that on previews and I picked it up, decided to get that one. Another one, you mentioned the uh, uh, Cold Dead Hands on SourcePoint Press. Kind of a little uh, SourcePoint Press kind of thing, saw it read the description on previews, was excited about it. So I picked it up, see if I'll, I mean, I might pull it, haven't read it, but three issues. Why not? When it's something short like that, kind of support a small publisher, support the artist, support the writer and kind of just get their book uh, sold out there. Right. And uh, another one though, that I'm obviously, I didn't even pull it guys. I really didn't. I must've saw it on previews. It must've slipped my mind right in. Think, you know, there's so many comic books that, when I'm going through previews sometimes, I know that I might just skim through some stuff. And this is one that happened. The crossover, Mike. Thank, thank you for putting it on the pull list with Alex over there at TI Comics. Once again, we are brought to you by TI Comics in Fremont, California. Check them out. Uh, the crossover by Donnie Cates. Mike, I've heard you a lot on this podcast talk about this writer. You like him. You mentioned him. His stories are great. And this one seems to be another one. Flat out fantastic read, Scott Snyder says it's uh, I think it's going to be images. They're saying it's one of their biggest launches of the year. And uh, I mean, I don't know too much about it. I think the cover might have got me. Don't judge a book by their cover. But you got all these colors and the kids reading his own book. And it, it just seemed really interesting to me. And uh, I know it's a big hit. I kind of like to get these big hits kind of like the Keanu Reeves ones that's supposed to be coming out just because it's Keanu Reeves, but it got pushed back still waiting on that one. But Mike, tell me what you know about this book crossover. Sean, are you getting, did you get this book crossover? If you haven't picked it up, if you're going to TI later on in the week, please, please, please get it with me and Mike so we can read it, discuss it. Mike, what do you know about it? Bro. The thing about crossover
0: is, is that I, I kind of had the mentality of what Scott Snyder is to DC, how Scott Snyder writes all these things for DC. And all of a sudden he gets a new hyped book, from Image, Undiscovered Country. So I was really quick to jump on Undiscovered Country just by the name. Donny Cates, he's a new hot writer for Marvel. He's done good stuff with Venom, uh, with Thor. You know, he's writing Thor right now that me and Sean write. We really enjoy that. And I think he's going to be involved in that, you know, that black uh, King uh, storyline that's coming up in like December. So, I mean, I don't know too much about what crossover is about, but knowing that he wrote it and it's an image book, so they have more freedom to do what they want with it. I was willing to at least get the first issue and to at least check it out. Do you have Donnie Cates, age? Is he a a younger or an older writer? But I, I wouldn't put him past like our age in the thirties, bro. I wouldn't put him past that.
2: Sean, are you picking up crossover? Have you uh, have you seen it, or has it crossed your uh, your searches, your comic book searches in this has last cro- week? Has it like crossed it over me?
1: your searches? Oh, yeah. it definitely <laughs> has, and I'm actually going to be at TI on Saturday, so I will for sure make sure to get a copy of it, especially.
0: There's hell of there's there was like a handful of books in the regular ones. And then there's like freaking four or five different variant covers. So whatever
1: one you want to pick up, you'll be able to get a copy. Oh, so I have options. I can't complain, guys. We'll
2: definitely be talking about it for sure. Well, if it's this hot, I mean, I wouldn't say you. I mean, I hope you do. But when I was there, I think he had about I would say maybe 12 to 15. Mike, are you with me on that one? Mm hmm. I can see 12 to 15 people. I mean, yeah, he's not open every day. So hopefully, I mean, you can give him a call. Donnie Cates, 36 years old, 1984, my favorite year. And uh, that's probably why I'm going to vibe with this guy. And you also, Mike, 1984, you know something's good coming out of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, another book I want, I really liked this week, I have uh, two more I want to talk about. One of them was, uh, like I mentioned earlier right now, was Undiscovered Country. So they're in this world... I mean we had a huge description from that lady that's kind of like their host. Their hostess with the mostest in this, you know, in this unity uh world. And dude, how cool was it that the guy put that little like red thing or whatever on his finger and he like whatever he imagined appeared and he got like his old van and he had, and they went on like a, you know, just cruising. It's really cool and it just kind of painted like a a utopia, you know, cuz like
2: Charlotte Yeah.
0: They got to see their parents and kind of talk to them and got the, you know, more information about, but the closing and then what happened. And then, of course, the divide of all the areas and like how the United States looks now is because of this. And then, dude, Sam. As, like,
2: when I, I, I and, almost forgot that we're in the third, the third part already. Yeah. I was thinking when they were saying, oh, I was like, that's right, Aurora. I almost forgot. Unity, Aurora, and, uh, Who's with me? What was the uh Destiny? No, I think they're still in the second one. See, that's what I was thinking. I think I think Aurora. No, no,
0: no, no. I think Aurora was like the whole like kind of thing that they made to like when they did the ceiling thing, right?
1: They're like, still Aurora, in Destiny right now, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Destiny. Sorry, yeah, Destiny. But yeah, that, and, but that's why I'm thinking. No, they're like, in Aurora,
2: Unity right now. Destiny was before, and I was yeah. thinking Aurora was before that.
0: No, because I think Aurora was like the like the algorithm or the plan,
2: right, that kind of uh, did the ceiling and then – right? Well, like, wasn't Aurora the – That's why I was – when I was reading, I was – that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, they're in the second land, right? And then I was yeah, like – Yeah, no,
0: they're in the second land. Yeah, they're in the second land. But then okay. Destiny Man, like, um, <laughs> he kind of broke out of the chains, so to speak. And he is definitely there to cause some destruction.
2: So who's Destiny Man, man? He's obviously on this cover in his mm-hmm. little cocoon. We yeah. know that we know that Destiny Man is the man. I mean, he's obviously gonna it's gonna be some huge reveal of like, oh my god, it
0: was him or her the whole time. Holy shit, you know. Is it one of the parents? Dude, that's what I was thinking. I that's was thinking crazy. the same thing. Even the parents, man. Uh-huh. Like it corrupted them and it was like both of them in one. <laughs> Like this the book evil, is that weird as out, hell. Yeah. So and the other one I want to talk about is, dude, the th- three Jokers ended. The three issue little mini series from Black Label finally getting it from Jason Fabic and Jeff Johns. Dude, Mark, what you think about it? What you
2: think about the final issue? I know both of us read it today. I thought it was pretty damn good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was the best I've read out of Black Label. It might have been one of the best arts some of the best covers i'm sure but uh i mean i liked it I, I i liked it a lot i didn't think that um i I think it was i was expecting something a little bit different maybe i thought in my opinion that it could have been like five or six issues like when i was reading this third issue and i was like halfway through i was just kind of thinking like is this really gonna end in this issue I felt like there was just Mm -hmm. so much more that these like three jokers were supposed to do. I mean, I don't know, but that was just my opinion and it just kind of ended. And I I mean, it was good, but wasn't it, wasn't it cool
0: how they explained how the joker had a plan to kind of turn like all the jokers and they tried all these different types of people. And then most of them failed, but then two of them succeeded. You know, they had the comedian, the criminal and the, the clown or whatever. And, um, But, Mark, if you like uh, Jeff Johns, Jason Fabic, they did an amazing job on that artwork and story on the Doomsday Clock, you know, the DC and Watchmen crossover.
2: But, um, I I do, uh, and I did pick up Doomsday Clock, the last issue, 12, because Alec gave mm -hmm. it to me. He's like, you probably aren't going to understand it, but it's going to make (laughs) a lot of sense going forward. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it it definitely, uh, you know,
0: going forward in 2021, it's going to, be weird and interesting to see how they incorporate that. But no, dude, the three jokers, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It kind of, you know, brought story was, you know, together with Death in the Family and kind of the PTSD that came with, you know, Jason Todd, Red Hood getting killed and him coming back to life. And of course, from the killing joke, Barbara Gordon, that girl getting shot by that the other Joker, and then her becoming paralyzed for a while. So it's it definitely brought all the PTSD there. But the one thing I wanted to talk about was when Jason and Barbara were getting attacked by all the Jokers. Did you get kind of the feeling from Batman when he was in the theater, like the current Batman story a a few months ago when he was getting attacked by all the Jokers, all the zombie Jokers? I had a feeling of like like similar, like, oh, my God, this looks exactly like Batman 90 whatever, you know?
2: (laughs) I mean, there's been so much Joker stuff going on lately ever since October 4th of 2019. Um, it just, it just keeps coming at us, man. It's been over a year and we're still getting Joker stuff as well as Harley stuff. Cause I read that one with the Sean Murphy, the white knight, Harley Quinn. Uh, that's another one. I know it's a little old now, but I just read it and that one was pretty cool. Mike, Sean, you should probably get on that one too. Harley Quinn's got kids. It's it's awesome. It's amazing. Oh, she dude. got kids. Like, yeah. Harley no, you have.
0: But you have to read White Knight and then curse the White Knight. I have the the uh, trade paperback. Of oh, so White it's Knight. like
2: it ties in with those.
0: Yeah. It's a whole like universe of. Oh, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. so she has kids in those. By Joker. She's pregnant in that. In oh, one, Joker. she has twins with Joker. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, OK. I just thought I didn't even know that. I just thought that was like kind of funny. I'm like, what? Harleen's got kids. Let's go. <laughs> this is just the, it's,
0: it's just the story where it's just so different than what you usually read in the Batman slash Joker story, you know, awesome. like in like in this book, you know, Jack Napier. Joker is like the good guy. You know, he takes some medication to kind of um, sedate his Joker, his jokerisms and he actually the white face paint the green hair it goes away and he looks like a normal dude and he kind of paints in the media batman to be the bad guy who gets arrested put in jail and everything you know what i'm saying and then also in curse the white knight you bring osriel into it and then the whole story of how you know like my family like his family is the real true family of of gotham and not the waynes like so they go into the history and stuff it's just and then they create this whole he creates just some universe and then, of course, here's the side story with Harley Quinn herself. So it's just
2: I, it's an amazing book. And let me pose this question to you, Mike. I've noticed, even though I haven't read or picked up any of the uh, offerings, you know, by Sean Murphy and these White Knight issues, the, uh, the two prior. But I don't know. Do you know if it's usually the same artists on these books? Because the art seems to look the same to me from what I see on the covers. Mateo, Scalera, Dave Stewart, shot out uh, the Oakland A's pitcher, 1980s. <laughs> <Dave Stewart. laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> but is it is it the same? I, I think it's probably the same because, I mean, the art looks fairly similar to what I remember seeing on those books on the shelves at Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Check them out. It's curbside. Yeah, I believe so. I believe there it's very similar one. Yeah, I believe so. And, Mike, so you asked me about Black Label. This is Black Label as well. And I think mm-hmm. that, in my opinion, this being a six-issue series, being dragged on, kind of being able to b- make a story of it more by uh, Katana Collins and Sean Murphy's, I think that this has – this is supposed to be a, maybe even a little bit better than that Three Jokers. Sorry, but I said it. Well, I hope so. I, I read a book. And it's
0: really good, and it's like, oh, you know, it's one of the best things I've read so far. And then when I pick up a new book, why not hope that it's better than what you've read before? Like, you hope that the thing you currently read is better than what you just read. Like,
2: I always hope that, you know? Or at least you would think that. And another book that was kind of cool that hasn't been that cool lately to me, in my opinion, as he's sliding off of it in Bendis, I think that action – Actu- action actually finally start to make sense. have yes. sense of this red cloud, man.
0: Yeah, the house of the house of Kent part five. That was a pretty good issue too. I did like the I did like the story and how they fought that whatever the hell that thing was. And Brainiac five definitely helped
2: him out. I mean, but that thing in the red cloud, it was like unstoppable almost. I mean, nothing was penetrating it. Nothing could kill it. Nothing. I mean, that nope. thing is a monster. Yeah. But we're Sean, gonna see how much of a monster Lois Lane's gonna be because she got locked up, baby. Remember I know. that? <laughs> Sean, how's the new
0: writer going so far for Flash for you? Doctor Alchemy and how he kind of harnessed his power in like his own ring. That story's
1: it's 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 gonna be good. I liked it. I agree. Uh, I was definitely a little not skeptical, but I just had straight up questions because I mean, even reading his uh, first one. It wasn't Williams. It definitely wasn't Williamson. You can tell immediately, but it it was good. It was good, and just seeing how I think the artwork I can already tell is a little different.
0: Yeah, the artist is, the high artist high is different.
1: Well, the artist is different, but the colors with the Hi-Fi is back. So, but the art itself, the I color see. is like dead on the same. But that's one thing I think it's probably the first thing I have seen. even just like, seeing the way like the flash is drawn, Barry Allen, you can see the artwork is completely different. But just like seeing like the way he's writing, the interaction with Flash and the characters, I think there's actually some good potential. I know Mark was definitely tired of Williamson, kind of just repetitive, repetitive, but. Uh, I think there's definitely something here. I mean, I'm going to like it for sure. It's Flash. I don't know, man. I I think it'll be pretty good. What do you think?
0: And I can also I can always appreciate another detective because, you know, he's a CSI. He works in the CSI for Central City PD. I can always appreciate a Barry Allen detective story, just like what we're getting in Batman detective comics right now. You know, so I can always appreciate that. Now it's like, you know, he's going to Gorilla City and stuff. You know, I can always appreciate a story where he's in Central City. It's secluded to there. And, you know, yeah, I, th- I like that.
1: And I like the whole detective thing, like you said. I'm not reading uh, Batman Detective, but exactly what uh, you just mentioned right now, Barry Allen. I mean, he is pretty much a detective in, in himself working for uh, Central City PD. So, yeah, as long as they kind of, I think, include something like that, it would definitely be a little different than the whole Williamson direction. Uh, just going to traditional villains, kind of traditional storylines, even just watching the CW shows, it kind of was the same thing. So they can kind of make it more of like a just detective investigating type of vibe going to different areas where the gorillas are from, all those different things. It'll be good.
2: Definitely. I think that uh i what how many uh issues are we in now episodes that we like to call them i think we're three two right i was just about to say either two or three but i think that i'm already liking i mean i wouldn't say that but you guys have i don't know man Who, who am i who am i guys you guys tell me who the hell am i to start judging these damn writers already my damn year and a half into my comic booking career dude i mean i don't even know who the hell i am when it comes to this but when i find myself kind of judging some of these uh uh, stories writers and i wouldn't even say judging because i mean i mean beauty beauty you know is in the eye of the beholder right same thing when it comes to books same thing when it comes to reading right and just because i'm not vibing with it doesn't mean that you guys are that's why you guys read different.
0: that's why people have a podcast to project your opinion on certain things and
2: people are entitled to their opinion. First Amendment, brother.
1: You got to have America. an opinion, that's for sure.
2: Yes, America. And I'm sure that's why you guys read stuff that I don't read with you guys. That's why uh, you and me, Mike, read stuff that Sean doesn't read with, with me or with us. And I don't think that me and Sean read anything that you don't read, though, brother. That's the only thing. Sean, we got to get on a book that Mike has no idea yeah, what the hell Mike's we're talking like- about.
1: At the top of the triangle, kind of. Uh, oh yeah, I read that. I read that too. So we'll work on trying to find something.
2: Get on that good miles to go. I mean, we're gonna be in the third issue in, but that was a very good aftershock book, uh, Spy Island. But Mike's already on it, so uh, I don't know, man. We're gonna have to figure that one out. So Mike can be a little bit confused when we're when we're talking, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So going into a, a few pieces of news is actually, uh, you know, just throughout the week i kind of look for stories that are happening i didn't really see a lot um the batman movie is still f- filming in the uk uh, even amidst their uh impending coronavirus shutdown i think starts tomorrow the 5th and goes through i think december 2nd a lot of the you know i think it's one of those things where it's like oh like non-essential things are closed and whatnot but they're still filming the batman um sean i don't know if we're gonna get it on tuesday next week or sometime in the month but dude assassin's creed valhalla comes out next week i'm super excited for that i told you earlier today that i'm going to go ahead and s- still stay on my nascar game you know maybe do a few seasons maybe a couple you know win a couple championships you know and then uh, and then i'll jump on valhalla
1: yeah of course yeah of course man i mean we've been anticipating this we're, we're anticipating the assassin's creed game every year who are we fooling and i know Around this time is where it's like, okay, I might as well do my pre-order because I know I'm going to get it anyways. But I was (laughs) definitely scared if they were going to have a game because I know everyone's like, oh, another Assassin's Creed, another Assassin's Creed. But when you play them like they do such a creative, innovative way of just putting you in a different time frame, a, a different part of history, really. Dude. and this is the like, one that I mean you're in the Vikings era so it's gonna yeah. be good
0: and when you immerse yourself in just the the, the lay of the land it's like it kind of feels like holy crap like ancient Egypt probably looks similar to this you know like they whoever works for them up in Vancouver man or you know somewhere in Canada I think maybe in French Canada like Toronto or some up uh, up there too man
1: those guys are amazing at Ubisoft dude. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. even playing the game, I'm sure people get a good history lesson, not just like the way, the lay of the land or what it looks like, but just a lot of characters. You know, we've seen so many uh, actually real life people throughout history. I think it was uh, Mr. Da Vinci. Yeah. Leonardo Da Vinci,
0: George Washington, um, Cleopatra. You had a hell of
1: people, dude. Among others. So, I mean, yeah, they just do a great – Really, really great job just including all these real-life historical characters. So, yeah, Valhalla is going to be awesome. I'm actually interested in who's going to be the character, who's going to be the new one. Yeah,
0: I I think I know for a fact that it's not going to be like the previous game where you can choose – either a man or a woman i think you actually like you have to go back and forth between a man and a woman character so that's gonna be pretty cool if it's going to be kind of like two different segments of the game like you kind of go to his story and then once that segment's done you go back to her story and then maybe they somehow come together or whatever i don't know but hopefully they um add valhalla and they add this vikings era to their tv show that's all i'm hoping for i'm hoping for a good story yes but i'm hoping that they go to m- more than one and not just season one of assassin's creed is strictly in industrial revolution era england or strictly in the you know the renaissance of uh, in france i hope it's like
1: uh, you know a whole bunch of them you know well that news is perfect man knowing they're gonna have the netflix show we have the game coming out I'm just really excited for the details. They're going to probably slowly start immersing into what the show's going to be about, who the actors are going to be, and what. So, if you can pick one era, like one direction they went with the show based on the games that we've played, Mike, which one would you like?
0: Okay, well, before uh, I'm going to go ahead and stall and think of my favorite era, but I'm waiting for them to finally get into somewhat of a, you know, like World War One, World War II. Because there's been like some uh, bonus content or whatever that you do a mission during World War One, I, I think, or World War Two, and you're in um, it might be in England or in Paris or something like that. But if I were to pick one to be in the show, hmm, it's got to be either the Gladiator one that they just did, yep, or the one where they did what like the mid, the mid, or the early to mid 1700s and Black Flag. I'd love to see like the pirate ships and you know going from island to island. I would love to see
1: those. What about you? I agree with you, bro. I think Black Flag. I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's been all these good ones, but Black Flag might be the one. I just that was like the first one that you could really go on ships and you just had that like just Caribbeany, just the whole pirate, the whole just basically a lot of just going land to land, not just the whole just lay of the land on horses. I don't know, man, something about that. I mean, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean. They made the whole video game. That's the whole thing I could think of, the whole black flag. So I would definitely go with the Pirate Ship era. Uh, also,
0: Assassin's Creed 3, when they do the American Revolution, that'd be cool because you, sto- you have the story to where your dad is a, te- is a Templar, and then you fight with the assassins. So it's kind of like that drama. You have the drama along with the action that you can add to the story. And, and you know what? They might uh, make something completely different but it's in the world of Assassin's Creed. They might not do a specific like Ezio story or a specific, you know, Connor story, but you know, I just hope it's good.
1: Honestly, as long as it wasn't like the movie, I'm not saying the movie was bad. We talked about it previously. Could have been better, had a lot of potential, maybe another movie they could do better with, but as long as they don't go the direction that the movie went, I think it'll be really good. Yeah.
0: Mark, have you uh, watched anything on your streaming services? Anything on the tube? Have you gotten any time to watch stuff lately?
2: Definitely not, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know Definitely I'm the I'm not. the wrong guy to ask when it comes to streaming, man. I know. Uh, I, know. I I mean I've been wanting. I wish to Wish we turn- all had
0: time. I wish we all had time, man. I've uh, how long has Doom Patrol been released on on HBO Max? And i re- I
2: just watched the first episode of season two yesterday, and it's been out for two months, you know i remember doom patrol man that was when that dc universe app when you told me to get it that was way back in our dc in our dc uh, comic booky beginner days man and that was the mm-hmm. one that you would tell me like man is that the one that or no that was is that the one that you're like they were like slammed their head on the car door and break it and just like what the- that
0: was uh th- that was titans, titans. so basically yes yeah, so, so that was titans but doom patrol is even weirder like it's just this ragtag group of people it's and Deadshot then shot you- in it No, that would be
2: like Suicide Squad. Oh. Yeah.
0: They had a couple
2: um, of shows on there that I was thinking about checking out. I remember that. No,
0: but Doom Patrol is based off of like the young animal side, kind of like Vertigo and stuff. It's kind of separate from DC, but it's a DC like property. So, you know, you had, dude, it's just so effing out there, bro. You had at the, what, the season finale, they were fighting against this huge like overgrown mouse and this uh, roach. And at the end, and at at the end of it, they started like making out and like, they're about to have sex, like the mouse and the roach. Like it was just, it's just so far out there, but it's super funny and yeah, yeah, it's it's a good show and it's definitely worth checking out for sure.
2: Don't forget though, the short-lived Swamp Thing was the one that I really wanted to check out. That I know was, dude, <laughs> that. I, that they I gave hope they, up on. I, I hope they pick that
0: back up <laughs> and someone pour some money into it because I think the, they're, re, I, I think they're they're releasing episodes on the CW weekly currently right now. Like they're re they re um you know issuing the episodes. I hope someone picks that back up and you know continues the story because that was hella good. I was like, what? How does somebody f up the accounting process on that and then they don't have enough money to continue it? I don't know. I I
2: thought it was a really good show. They must have got their accountants at the at the poll places, the pollisters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but no, but, but but Swamp Thing's one of those. The Swamp Thing was actually one of those shows, honestly, because. It had that horror side to it in a way. Right. So it's like I know I married to someone that actually and her siblings are into that type of horror stuff and like to get freaked out. And It's like so Mm -hmm. that's like a show that I can actually see like my wife vibing with and whatnot, you know, so it's just it's yeah, I, I was excited for that one. But I think they had six to eight episodes and they called it. Cut yeah
0: it, it, it was Parts. like 13 they went down to like yeah 8 to 10 or whatever but also just released on hbo max you and your wife would enjoy it's got it's like a kid movie it's based off of like a, uh, a book raw dolls witches i don't know if you guys seen that uh, ann hathaway's in it i don't know if you guys saw on hbo max it's like a huge it's you know plaster all over the front you know the uh, home screen but it's based off of a movie and a book i think you sometime in the 80s they did it um you know Morticia from Adam's family that actress she played Anne Hathaway's character in the original version but it's basically just a story of these um, witches that get together and they poison children. And they and the poison turns them into mice and that and then they just squish them and stuff. But like what the witches look like, it's just really su- super weird. And one of the boys, grandma, she's like a, you know, a healer and stuff. And she knows all about witches and she describes them. And sure enough, when they see them at the hotel that they're staying at, it's
1: um it's it's definitely it's 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 a good one. You should, you should check it out. So it seems like there's a lot of good content. That's for damn sure on HBO Max. Honestly, bro, the way you're talking about it, a lot of stuff that's already out, the stuff that keeps coming on on pre-production, we were talking about the shows, I might need to get it myself or at least check it out because I'm definitely wanting to look through just just a directory and see what they have because, I mean, the way they're adding stuff, I mean, just Snyder Cut, that's coming soon. Uh, the whole Superman show, that's eventually coming soon. I mean, they got some good stuff. it's us too you know we're not really too picky and as long as there's new content good content we're gonna watch it
0: yeah dude and they have the green lantern um original series they have the gcpd the gotham city police department uh show coming out that's supposed to be based in year one of the batman movie because supposedly the batman movie is supposed to be set in year two Mm -hmm. so who knows if we'll even see um robert pattinson in the tv show but who knows Man, there is tons of stuff. I, I'm assuming Titans is going to be moved season three to HBO Max. We've already confirmed. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but Jason Todd, who's was in the show last year, he's going to be Red Hood in the next season. So obviously he has to get killed by the Joker and put into a Lazarus Pit and come out because you know they have to. They have to follow the story,
2: right? So and are you yeah, talk, you're talking? You're talking about stuff. Titans right now, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm reading right now that they just unveiled the start a new look at Starfire. So there's, I think that it's going to be getting a lot different in this season from what I'm reading here. Mike, you probably saw it, comicbook.com. Uh, is, is it like just a new look, like, like
0: what her attire is, or is it a new here, actress?
2: Titan season three just reveals its first look at Starfire. Quote, oh, things okay. are going a little bit different in the third installment of the DC Universe show as new characters and concepts continue to get folded in. Starfire has been a constant source of the conversation as Titans has gotten off the ground, everything from hairstyles to casting and the uh, unquote. But, yeah, cool. Uh, it seems like nice. they're I mean, it seems like a decent show, man. I I, I mean, it's good, dude. And,
0: and then like it, with, with it, it being HBO Max slash HB DC universe, they have the Netflix, Hulu, HBO freedom to have the violence and the cussing and stuff. So it's like a rated
2: R version of your classic TV shows or movies. And although I'll admit, guys, and everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm not the huge streaming guys, but I will, and I'll admit, I will take into consideration, or that's not even the right way to say it, but I will give you know, thanks and praise to everybody that works on these shows because, I mean – to keep, I mean, it's one thing to shoot a movie and do it one time, but when you're coming out season after season and you got these costumes and these scenes and you got these actors and actresses and characters that you keep bringing in and out, and I mean, they go all out on some of these shows. I mean, I think that to keep producing them, that's why obviously shows come and go, in my opinion, because you really got to have that audience for it. It's not a one-time thing. It has to keep hitting and it's just I think that when shows keep on coming back for third, fourth seasons, they obviously are coming back for a reason. But, I mean, don't, don't forget about it. I mean, it takes a lot of a lot of work and effort behind BTS, behind the scenes to keep these things running. And with this pandemic that we just had, it makes it 10 times harder. So uh, shout out to all the hard working men and women in Hollywood show business and uh, whatnot. Warner Brothers, uh, HBO, Disney. Everybody, especially here in California, where, uh, I mean, I would say like 70% of it probably comes from, Uh, shout out to you guys as yeah. well as everybody on the front line as well. And you guys are on the front line for our entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I before I
0: get into our last little news bit, um, Sean, you have to check out Stargirl. Like catch up that first season because I'm, I'm going to guarantee you with Arrow gone, it's going to jump up to number two show out of all the CW shows. So I don't know second. how – I don't know how Superman and Lois is going to be in 2021, but that's a really good show. I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed like
1: it. The CW show, so I'll, yeah. I'll for sure check it out. I know you mentioned it before. Yeah.
0: So um, to round out the comic book side or at least the entertainment side and the podcast itself, we want to mention and kind of, uh, you know, give a little shout out and, and rest in peace to uh, Mr. Sean Connery, one of the greatest actors in our era in our parents era you know like he made his film debut like in the 50s or whatever he had a you know four or five decade career he was the first James Bond Um, probably he's not my James Bond obviously like our James Bond is Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig but going back I have a box set of all the movies going back and watching all the movies he's definitely 1A to me he's definitely the first bond that i would you know represent when i said hey who's the best bond sean connery is that dude and i would put daniel craig at number two only because he tries to emulate sean connery he's even said that when he he kind of you know channels him when he's acting in the four movies that he's been in so yeah man rest in peace to the great sean connery um what are some of the other stuff that you guys remember him from was you know hunt for red october entrapment Entrapment. You had uh, a highland like
1: Highlander. You had The Rock, dude. Tons of stuff. He's good, man. I remember watching the first 007 movie with him in it, and I was like, okay, this is that guy right here. I know they had so many different characters playing him. Like Mike said, we had the Pierce Bronson, Daniel Craig. That's our 007. But when I seen Sean Connery, he just was the definition of that womanizer, yet just badass. And man, he he just He made the movies, and he definitely set the standard. And, man, when I found out, man, I was just sad. I mean, then again, you know, he was 90-something years old. He lived a great life, a very good life. They're saying he's been sick for some time now. So, you know, definitely rest in peace. He is instantly one of the legends and greats, not just for the 007 series, but just all time as an actor. And, yeah, man, we lost a good one, that's for sure. Get it. Get it. Yeah. yeah it. Yeah. Uh-huh. What?
2: Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. is it view to it. So I guys, I love it. I, love I remember it. my dad's got talent, ladies and gentlemen, Marfa gundas my dad came into this country Portuguese immigrant. I don't obviously probably a little bit later than my boy right here and my brother Sean Sean's grandpa uh hailing from the same little uh Freixia. village, <laughs> Village, yeah. literally, village, what like I don't even know. I mean what the whole island probably now has five or six thousand people on the whole island, I would say. So you're talking that village, you're talking between what, three to four or five, six hundred people And, uh, yes, Sean's grandpa and my dad do do reside from there. And when my dad came here, that movie came out in 1985. He obviously came here a little bit before that. But I remember I'm born in 84, and I've been watching that damn movie since I was in diapers, bro. That damn A View to a Kill over the Golden Gate Bridge, my dad moving to the Bay Area, the blimp, Christopher Watkin playing the bad guy, and Roger Moore. And, man— as much as Sean Connery and the, all these guys represent Bond probably even more than Roger Moore does, man. I would say that this damn a few to a kill in, in and and Roger Moore is probably my Bond just because of that. But, I mean, not to take away anything from this guy, Sean Connery, which obviously has had a career beyond the leaps that even Roger Moore, I would say, had. But, man, yeah, Mr. Thomas Sean Connery from Scotland – Man, between 62 and 83 is when he played Bond. So, yeah, Mike, that's right before you were born. That's why, he, you know, he's not your yeah. Bond. But I'm yeah. born in 84 and Roger Moore is 85 in a view to a kill so he could be my Bond.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Roger Moore is my number two, number three. I love Roger Moore,
2: too. He's a great Bond. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's Pierce Brosnan for me. And it's only for one reason. And you guys know why. Because it's cool a video sign. game. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's a
1: Nintendo 64
0: Golden <laughs> That's oh, yeah. it. Probably Classic, the best, Probably one of, I, I don't know, I would say I put that in the top five, top ten games of all time.
2: But can we do that next week? Or can we do, Mike, set it up as yeah. the host, host producer, set it up. Can we have a a, a game console of our generation? Because I would say. Okay, uh, dude. You want to have two different podcasts in it because we could
0: have a whole two-hour podcast on just (laughs) classic music, games, TV shows, all that stuff
2: when we were growing up. Holy shit. That Nintendo 64, when it came out, bro, that thing was a game changer. And it had yeah. some games on there. It had some pretty damn good games in the beginning stages of that console release back in the mid '90s. That it was pretty badass. And we can talk about that on another podcast. But it is getting late, late ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're so we're done uh, for tonight. Episode eighty-seven,
0: the best year. I don't know about eighty-four, but Sean, episode eighty-seven. Ooh. That's 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 the one right
1: there. <laughs> it's the one, man. Some that's another thing. Born we in can, eighty-seven. Let's...
2: That's for sure. That's another thing we can pull up on that episode. We can uh, pull up the things that happened in 87, teams that won, teams that lost. and The uh, world
1: was blessed with two brothers born. I mean, let's just talk about the most important thing, Mr. Miguel and Sean P. I mean, I'm not trying to take it away from everybody, but 87 – very, very special
2: episode, You, know you guys win the electoral college. <laughs> there it is. No, but we're
0: but we're only New Hampshire and Delaware. You, you have uh, Texas, no? <laughs>
2: hey, I got Texas. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got Texas. You know,
0: <laughs> I'm going to get Texas. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I can't lose Texas. I own the Rangers, for Christ's
1: sake. <laughs> And people always forget that part about it. All but, right, Sean, take
0: us away, bro. We're getting out. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's getting late it for sure. It is
1: getting late, but we are loving the Bush <sighs> boys. We are loving all the good laughs. Most importantly, we're loving the Comic Bookies podcast. We are colliding the world of sports and comics weekly, having so much fun, guys. Uh, we're slowly seeing more and more interaction, which you are loving. You guys know the social media, which Mike will let you guys know. But definitely just keep checking us out and keep interacting. I know we've uh, definitely gone worldwide, which we are loving. We aren't getting our paychecks yet, but we're almost there. (laughs) And we're going to keep having fun, guys. Uh, Definitely, definitely good. All the Americans voted. We'll be having a president, I'm sure, announced by the time we uh, release this or probably by the next uh, episode. And, yeah, guys, just keep supporting us. Keep checking us out. Mark, Mike, let's get it, guys.
2: Definitely, Sean. Definitely, Mike. We're internationally known on the microphone at this point. <laughs> Although, uh, as you mentioned, yes, not getting paychecks yet, but we do it. We do it for the love. We do it for the. We just do it for the love, man. We ain't doing it for the fame. We ain't doing it for the money. We do it because this is us having our weekly conversation as brothers and just sharing it to the world. You mentioned it earlier in this podcast, Mike. That's what podcasts are about. We give our opinion. People might like it. People might not. People might hate us. People might love us. But at the end of the day, we have a platform, and this platform was given to us by this great, great country of America. You know, so um, everybody out there, uh, do your due diligence and be a, a good civil uh, civilian. And uh, you know, just if your party. Doesn't get the the outcome that you desired. Just remember that life continues. Life is bigger than uh, life. Believe it or not, life is bigger than the White House and whoever's sitting in that presidential chair. And uh, yeah, I just uh, hope for the best and uh, pray for the best. And just uh, we're going into November. College is uh, full on. NFL is halfway through. 16 games. So let's get it, man. Let's uh, enjoy it. Get the uh, dust off those coats and uh, get ready for the season because winter's around the corner and 2021, hopefully a better year forward is upon us. So thank you guys. 87, your year. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, guys. Uh, everyone, please, forgot to mention, but please check out the Pac-12 season. is starting this weekend, too. So everyone, check it out. Uh, we are on social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, at The Comic Bookies. Bookies at gmail.com for the email address. Please go and check us and search us out on YouTube. We're releasing content every week for you, so please enjoy those videos. But yeah, for Mark, for Sean, this is Mike from The Comic Bookies Podcast enjoy episode 87 and enjoy the sports enjoy the comics enjoy each other peace the hell
2: out peace always enjoy each other and your president Ah, come on come on someone's (laughs) gotta win this thing come on (laughs) it might not be until next week it might be episode 88 but come on someone's gonna win it (laughs) we love you guys comic bookies peace